1350 at 3 p.m. Is he doing tomorrow, too? We're getting double the munch? I'm, uh, I'm doubling munch. Oh, baby. Uh, munch will, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's a gangbang full of munch. He's the munch DP. Good Lord. Yeah. So I, Back uh, it off, dude. Actually, dude, this is what a professional. the rails. This is, how, this is what a professional <laughs> munch is. I texted him at 515 this morning. He was like, yo, homie, if you're, if you're ready at 7, I'd love you. And he was like. Dude, been up since midnight. I'm ready to go. No sleep. It's draft day. Cavs win. And he just, uh, I was like, Munch, we're texting. You don't got to be screaming at me. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm ready to go. It's an honor is what he said to me. So, yeah, he has no sleep. And, uh, Doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter at all. Not knowing what he's saying. Munch will join us at 7 o'clock. How, dude, uh, Fantone's fresh off a of service from that moonshine bar. Indeed, I was last night. Indeed, I was. Um, You know, that was uh, that was, that was you know, a good part of the evening. But the real stories, uh, dude, I am fresh off that victory of the Cavaliers last night. So, oh, Amazing, bro. I um I, I I said yesterday that I wanted to bet this game, right? And it was Cavaliers minus six. Mm. And Fantone said to me, "Don't mm. do it." Mm. So I hope the audience will forgive me. I took Indiana getting the six. I took Indiana. I was like, Cavs are going to win, but I don't think they're going to blow them out. I think honestly, this game will be closer than than not. Sure enough, ended up being three points, but I bet the other side made a little money. So I hope the audience will forgive me for for betting against the Cavaliers. Now, there has been, and I didn't know about this until this morning, LeBron, I guess, hit the game winner. Yeah. And I had not seen the video. And, oh, you have that. All right, yeah, let me hear that. Screen set for LeBron James. Going to work. Fires leaning. The ball Away goes! Walks off! Playoff winner! It's pretty awesome. Right, and I didn't know about this till this morning. That I guess Ty Lue tweeted it out last night, said something about it, and now they've lined up the video of the shot, and we should know what that is. That's Jordan over Elo, and LeBron's move last night, and they are eerily similar, eerily, like almost to the point where it's like, was LeBron aware in the moment? I don't think he was aware in the moment. LeBron is, I think, uh, not only the greatest basketball player on the planet, I think he's the best basketball mind on the planet. Um, but, I agree. Uh, but I, I don't know if you can have that. I mean, I think he knew. I think Ty Lue in, in, in the postgame interview said, you know, same play. You look at it, same play. And I don't know if that was by design in that moment, if that was just something that kind of happened as 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 things aligned. But SportsCenter tweeted it out. I'll pull it back up. And um, you watch them side by side, and they do. They've got it split screen. You know, the top half's LeBron hitting that game winner last night. The bottom half's Jordan over, over Craig Elo. And it is just, I mean, from the way that they come off the screen to the way that they kind of get a step ahead of their defender, LeBron's probably a step or two back where where he's shooting from, right? Um, but I mean, even their shot motion is is just like it's just. Oof. When you showed it to me, I didn't even watch the Jordan clip because right. I've seen it so many times. Right. Like that's burned the memory. So I was able just to watch the LeBron portion of it, and I was like, oh my god, that's eerily similar. Like like I said, almost like he had the time to like think about it, like, dude, look at this. I might be able to do this. It um, it was three seconds left in the game. It was tied up 95-95, I believe. Uh, the Cavs had been winning the entire game because obviously you can see I did not work much last night. <laughs> like I was much more attached <laughs> to the television than, than the bar. Sorry, guys. Um, but I will say that like it, it was it was a game that the Cavs had a big lead in. Um, even going into the fourth quarter, I remember I texted our buddy Dustin and I was like, dude, I have just... It, 
no lead has been safe this series. Right. I, I have. I That's do true. not. I do not have faith right now. I do not like ten. It was like a ten point lead going into the fourth quarter, and usually that's fine. Um, but it was ninety five, ninety five, and you saw you saw the Cavs get that ball back three seconds left, and there was a little bit of me that's like, there's no way he's gonna do it. There's no way he's gonna do it. He's not gonna be able to do it. And then, bam, dude, Jordan style. And like you can you can get into the argument of well is it Jordan is it LeBron is it LeBron is it Kobe isn't it? it's like dude at this point I'm done with the argument I am I, I just have to appreciate it while it's on my team while it's on my TV and like while it's you know it, it's it's something to see like just 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 witness it yeah I I honestly almost I want to see a title for multiple reasons a it's awesome when your hometown wins mm-hmm. obviously right mm-hmm. but I think if he wins a title this year he pulls up way early and the career's oh. done. I think the career's done. And he says, you know what, dude, you're not getting to six. It's not going to happen. It's obvious now. I can't beat the Pacers by 10. Like, it's, it's, you know what I mean? So, like, let's get this last one for Cleveland, and I pull up, and I'm done. Career's over. And that's kind of why I want to see it. Because I think LeBron may would do what may happen here is, I think he may push too long. I think because of the greatness and because of how well he's taking care of his body, I think, and I think it, it's, it's bad. Now, it all depends on what he wants and what he thinks. But if he becomes like the fifth man on a team, I think it's a bad look. It's well, much like how like real great golfers don't play the Champions Tour. How, how Nicholas much, doesn't do it. How much? How much are are the bad years of are the wizard years of Jordan held against them? How much are the are the are those final years of Kobe? Because like those this is dudes- unfair. But this but because of the social media aspect, LeBron will be judged on the way Kobe and Michael have not been in that regard. I mean, you look at you look at the progress from each player. I think from year twelve beyond, and both those guys fall. Off a cliff, I agree. Jordan, Jordan, and Kobe, but people don't and Le- talk about and, Le- it. and LeBron climbs like he doesn't just like oh well he stays stagnant of like he's a pretty good basketball player. LeBron is is arguably having his one of his best seasons of his no, career. He's dude, he's so good this deep in his career that honestly, I think if it were any other athlete, we would almost demand drug testing right. to find out whether or what not the hell's like, going like, on dude, here? what's going on with you. Are you a cyborg? Like, well, seriously, what is going on with you? I mean, never, 15 years in and he's climbing with his stats and never even been rumored. You know what I'm saying? Exactly like, right. I mean, you know how many NFL dudes have, 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 you know, their, their names swirling around drug rumors, LeBron, it's not even a thing, but NBA, I don't know why, but like, it never really becomes a story. You never really hear of dudes That's in cra- the NBA. It, it's true. But I, even like during Lance Armstrong's run, there were people who were speculating, right. like, dude, there's no way you can do this without this. Right. And yet with LeBron, it's never a thing, but he's dude, he's freakishly that much better than everybody still at that age. Is it, and it's I, crazy. I, I remember I was watching something about cycling and you know Lance Armstrong, and maybe it was a 30 for 30 or something, but they were talking about how like literally everyone in cycling was doing it. It was widespread. Lance Armstrong was just, that. was just caught up as one of those guys, better than everyone else, but it was because they were all doing drugs and he just happened to be better than everyone else. Not many dudes are LeBron-esque in body type. And if the rest of the That's NBA true. was all Jack Swole-like, him if they were all 280 pounds of straight muscle because look at the other great players right no, now they're just kind of rank muscle yeah arms Steph yeah Harden none of those dudes I mean they're all good at great athletes I mean but none of, kind of build but but none but, of but none of them are like none well, of them none of them are LeBron. none of them are LeBron so no. I wonder if I wonder if 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 every dude in the NBA looked like that it would be more like wait a second how are you that guys pulling this off yeah that might be that's what but I think but again yes I think that that's true but that's all the more reason why I would assume the finger would eventually in, right. be Point right. that LeBron, right. like, dude, what are we not? Like, I think if it were anybody else, we would almost demand testing. 
It's interesting, uh, dude. That's it's, I'm glad they won last night. Yeah, um, the series yeah. now shifts. We are up three to two. Um, so we'll have uh, uh, was it game six here coming up soon? I would imagine Friday night. Is it Friday night? And that is, are we home again then for that? You no, know, I think they moved Deanna because it's one one one. I believe. Okay. Oh, no, that's only for the finals. I think it might be three. No, it's got to be one one one. I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? You know who will know? Mark Munch Bishop. Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports will know at seven o'clock. Your opportunity to score yourself a thousand dollars every hour on the program. First one right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword cash to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I'm uh, draft day ready in my uh, No Ordinary Joe shirt from uh, GV Artwork and Design there. You can see it at uh, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. That is a slick shirt. Stansbury got me one of those. I, I wore it last weekend, and somebody stopped me. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I was like, well, yeah, dude, you should start hanging out with Stansbury more often. He'll, be, <laughs> he'll occasionally, once every four years, be nice to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you can also see it at my Instagram, which is dan.sansbury. Uh The audience letting us know game six is in Indiana. Yeah. Playoffs have always been 2 2 1 1 1. That's the way that goes. Uh, I could not remember that. We apologize for that. I, uh, I'm going to need to yield to you here just a little because I'm finding out about this last minute, but oh, I yeah. think uh, you're uh, well aware of what's going on here. Yeah, where uh, downtown Canton is, I guess we're getting like permanent bocce yeah, ball courts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're so essentially this will be down at like Market Square, right? Yeah, in the downtown area. So they're gonna, they're going to put permanent bocce ball courts in there, but I guess now we're being approved for bleachers to be surrounding them for the Italian American Festival. Yeah, this turned into such a big deal last year that the city couldn't donate the bleachers for usage because it was going it was city property being donated to a cause that was going to be making money and it was just some sort of an issue or something like that uh, but luckily the city of Canton decided to get their heads out of their asses here and 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 and, and apparently do something right I think it's a pretty good idea. I mean, the Italian American Festival usually pretty well heavily attended. The festival, obviously, June twenty first to the twenty third. I'm a big fan of it. I live right down the street. Got really good food vendors there. I love when that stuff happens. Well, I mean, it's 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 at this point. I mean, I know to a point. Like, what are we putting bocce ball courts in here? That's going to solve all the problems. And I know I can already hear people saying that. Like, I can already hear it. I can already read the comments. I can already see it on Canton Repository's Facebook page of like. Oh, pff, dude, this city, it sucks. Why don't they take care of the potholes instead? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guys, I, I understand your frustrations. I understand the concerns that Canton is declining and we're not doing what it takes to, to fix it. But you can't just do nothing. You can't just sit there and complain. And I know it sounds stupid, but if we make this a better place to have the Italian-American festival and more things like that thrive within the community because we come out and support it, you know, the, 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 the places where it happens are nicer. There's things for it. There's places to sit, bathrooms to go to, do those different things. You keep coming to these events, and hopefully that's the catalyst of, like, all right, this is how we turn things around. Yeah, I mean, I, you do kind of need things like this. It's like the ice skating rink we have here right? that they do in the winter, right? Like, every now and again, like, when you go by there and people are playing hockey on it on Friday night, it's kind of cool just to, like, kind of stand there and, like, watch people play hockey on it. I'm all for the bocce ball courts. I actually enjoy playing. It was, like, a big thing in my grandmother's backyard in Maple Heights when yeah. I was growing up because she was, like, right off the boat Italian. Oh, yeah. So bocce ball was like a big thing in my family at like cookouts and things like that. So I'm all for it. Um, what are they going to, how are they going to stop? 
the paper bag uh, whiskey crowd from just like playing in, on the court and like rolling the ball all day. What I will say about the paper bag whiskey crowd is they have already. What ex- a nice way to say it. They have already exceeded expectations when it comes to Dora, the outdoor drinking thing. Remember at first yeah. everyone was like, dude, the, the paper bag of whiskey crowd, they're going to be the things that tear this apart. And they didn't. They've done okay so far. So I'm going to give them a little tip of the hat. I'll get a little right, tip of the hat right, there. Fine. Yeah, great. But, but, I w- but, but, but we, they do like to congregate at Market Square. I'm going to assume that they're not just going to leave the bocce balls out. I would assume you either have to like bring them. Oh, bring your own. Or maybe like... Camp Brewing Company or one of those like you know one of those one of those the oh, Imperial Room in, or something. You, yep, yep, yep. You go in. You get to, you know you get you get to do the bocce malls there. I bet it's I bet it's a little bit of both. And if you're a bar down there, it'd be smart to probably have a couple of sets that you can rent out. Yeah, yeah. Especially and and, dude, and like you know we you talk about the, the, the Dora, which is a designated outdoor refreshment area of downtown Canton, where you can walk around with a drink in your hand that you bought at a bar for a dollar extra. You get it to go cup, and you know now that there's bocce ball out there, and like if if we start to make things nicer, it's like dude, that's where it starts. Like this is like now like on a Sunday afternoon or whatever, instead of like you saying like oh well we'll just go to Belden, you can go get a beer at Buzzbin, you get a burrito at Buzzbin, and then you can take the bocce balls out there. Go enjoy the sunshine. You know what I mean? Like, what's not to like about this? It's a fun game. You ever play it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it's course. It's a fun game. Actually, you know who already has it is, um, damn it, I forget the name now. Oh, Gervasi has it out there on, yeah. their, on their patio. Makes all the sense in the world. It's right awesome. There. Yeah, it's, a, it, it, it's actually a really fun game. I think that's cool. And more cool things to do downtown. Like, it seems silly, but, like, you know how in the mall they get those big chess boards now? Right. Like, it is it is kind of cool to go in there and, like, and you see kids playing with it. I don't know. There's something about... You were really good about this when I first came down here. Like, I hadn't moved here yet. Right. And we had just taken the job. And Matt was, like, taking me through downtown. He was driving. And he was, like, the ultimate tour guide. It oh, was, yeah. like, showing me, like, the celebrities' house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Celebrities can't lie. You know there we go, mean? Like, It was, like, I was taking, like, a Hollywood tour. He's like, but look at this. And then, you know, then we got this metal, uh, you know, giraffe right here that's pretty nice. And then we got, you know, then we got this. And I remember you said to me, you're like, dude, there's something about towns this size that don't give up that makes you want to live there. Yeah, I always compare it to Flint, Michigan, and uh, that's where I lived before I moved to Canton, and uh, they're about the same size when it comes to, like, population. They're about the same... They're about Well, they're about the same, like, demographics. They're about the same, you know, economy. They're about the same, except they're way different. And the thing is, is, and I don't know because I haven't been there since the water crisis, so things might have changed there, Um, but people try here, and people try to make it better, and like, I know it sounds dumb that bocce ball and a giraffe on a street corner, it's like, well, it's not making anything better, but it's, is it stopping it from getting worse? Is somebody doing something? Is, is, is that mural? Is that, you know, is, is is that is that craft brewery over there? Is that, it's something? Well, it's here, something? here's what I'll say. Like, sometimes people will come down and visit me who have never been here, right? right? And we'll drive around and they'll go, that's kind of cool. Right. And like every like 90 seconds, they're like, wait, 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 slow down. What was that? Why is that like, octopus coming out of that building? Exactly right. It's like, I, I, and it, it's kind of funky. And I kind of like that. It was, it, it, I, you know, and I was driving through downtown Minerva the other day, if there's a downtown of that. And again, I was telling my buddy when we were driving through there that I, what I like about towns like that is that it doesn't look like it was shot out of the Walmart gun. Right. Like, right, right. There it all just looked, America, this is what it looks like. It just, it doesn't look like that. 
And then it's got that, like, like actually, that's what Grand pa- uh, Grants Pass, Oregon looked like. It was Minerva. But it's like, I like things that look, like, unique and genuine like that. Now, if you live in Canton proper, you know, we, uh, we've got, uh, you know, issue 13 coming up. You vote on it how you want to. But what I'm going to say is, guys, support this stuff. Support the Italian American Festival. Support First Friday. Support these things. Because without, uh, what, what else do we have? Like, we have to give this a shot. You can't just leave the bat on your shoulder. No, I, I would agree. I mean, you got to get behind your city. It's like, I always say the same thing about school levies. Like, I don't have kids that go to these schools I'm never going to. But at the end of the day, dude, education is important. So I would, I would more often than not, am I going to vote for things like that? And people always get mad at me. Like, shh, I don't want to have to vote for that. Like, no. You know what I mean? Bocce ball saves Canton here. <laughs> it's our best bet. Save 630 on the Stansbury show, at least. <laughs> save them. Uh, so it never fails. I post a picture of myself, and of yeah. course the audience can't wait to make me feel terrible about my goddamn <laughs> Here self. Here we go. So we'll examine that a little bit. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! It's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. He's uh, normally with us Fridays at 7, still will be. Uh, we have asked him to come and help us again today as the draft tonight. It's usually Munch on Sports, Munch on Fire right now, baby. Dude, Indians won yesterday, Cavs won yesterday, draft tonight, dude. I'm not surprised the guy didn't sleep last dude, night. I guarantee you he's already up cracking the Jaeger open. <laughs> Just 53rd and a half, brother. Dude, homie likes the Jaeger. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I shouldn't say that. He, I don't know. I don't, he may not drink at all anymore, but like, I, I know back in the day when I first started working for him, like if we went and did a bar event, Munch, dude, he's not afraid to pull out that debit card and order the acre right up. We, uh, we gotta make something happen with Munch. I don't want to hang out with him. Dude, I, all right. I saw Judas Priest live in the front row at Blossom hammered with Munch. And I need to make that happen. Hammer. It was so much fun. Dude, there's so many good such a good time. So many good Blossom shows coming up this year. You know what? You know what? Maybe uh, maybe we should figure a little something out right there. So it never fails. My boss will kind of get on me, like, do you need to get more active on social? Like, you need to do more. You need to do this, right? And so, like, okay. And then you do it and then they yell at you for what you do, but whatever. Welcome to having a job. And so it's draft day. Yeah. And I have this No Ordinary Joe shirt on from GB Artwork and Design. Yeah. Full disclosure, a friend of mine works there, but I did pay for the shirt. Okay. okay. <laughs> and and Fantones, by the way. Yeah. And so I so I was like, all right, so I'm all excited. So I was like, all right, let's post some photos of me in the shirt. Right, 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 right. right. So I did it at my Instagram, dan.sansbury. It's also on the Facebook page of the show, Sansbury Show there. And it never fails. Now, again, you're going to go there and you're going to see the Facebook post. You're going to be like, dude, what are you talking about? People are talking about how you're skinny and how you're losing weight and this and that. But it never fails, dude. You post a picture, dude, the audience just cannot wait to make you feel bad about yourself. And I don't know what that is. Okay? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like, you know what, dude? This guy thinks he knows everything, constantly screaming at us, telling us that we need to live the way he does, thinks right. he knows everything. Let's bring him down a peg. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Probably deserving of it. All right. Right? All right. Okay? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. All right? But I'm being attacked now for not smiling in this photo okay now i feel like i am smiling in this photo and i will tell you that i have a tendency to in photos grin not smile meaning i will make the motion of a smile yet i'm probably not separating lips and showing teeth yeah stansbury's not much of a cheeser you know what i'm saying i'm not a cheeser that's that's not necessarily i believe most photos like that are better off taken in the moment kind of like offside don't really know enjoy the moment when you're sitting there and i know like i'm in this moment and i'm going to be captured and i hate pictures of myself too 
Like it's, I hate pictures of myself. My family, my mom was this way. My dad was kind of this way. I was just kind of raised, not a fear of the camera, just not, we were never really like, Hey, it's Christmas. Make sure we get 60 photos of this. Yeah. I mean, candid photos are one thing where you're just kind of taking pictures of the moments that exist when you start standing next to each other and like, dude, I mean, at least back in the day when you were like taking pictures and you're all standing there smiling together, you didn't know what they look like. So you took two or three and you moved on with your life. Right Now it's like, Oh, well, hold on. Let me see. Was that a good one? Let me see if that was a good one. Up, no, this one isn't good. Let's take another one. Hold on. Use my phone, too. And it's like, dude, oh, my God. Like, can't we just text these to each other? Like, do we really need to use multiple phones? Use this filter. Use it. Right. It becomes a hassle, right? And so I am now, somebody sent me a picture of side by side of me and Kanye. He's like, which one looks more scared? Because he's wearing the Make America. And again, we're going to get into the Kanye madness at at, at like 730. We'll get into that. Okay. All right. But it's. I, I, I'm looking at this photo and this feels like a smile on my face to me. Now I will tell you where this comes from. Okay. Well, of my, my hesitation to smile in photos. <sighs> God, I hate this. I'm just a sad boy. That's I why I can't smile. This goes back to 10th grade. <laughs> Ready? Goes okay. all the way back to 10th grade. All right, grade. dude, let's pull them out. Let's see Actually, what we got it goes, here. If I'm being honest, it goes way back to that. It goes back to like fourth grade. Okay. All right. Chubby little Stansberry, just, uh, just, just fat and running around Aurora Shores. Okay. Tell us uh, about it. All right, it. fine. I'm going to tell you the whole story. <laughs> tell us, Ready? Tell us, tell us um, what happened. You're going to get the whole story. All right. Gather around, the, you know, the, like, like the Lone Ranger radio show. Gather around. Why are Oval you the way you are? Sale. Okay. So here I am running down the hallway of school in like, in like fourth grade. And I tripped over shoelaces or whatever, and I fell face first, and I smacked my face like on the floor, and my front teeth like smashed out. Jeez, smashed out. So I had to then back then it was called you get them bonded, where they kind of like create them from new and this and that. And what had happened when I got into high school is one of them had cracked open, like off at the base. Okay, and so I had a cracked tooth for quite a long time, and my family didn't have any money. And so, like, it wasn't like a, a, a thing like, let's make sure we take care of this. It was like, ah, all right, well, he's alive. We're fine. Right, 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 right. Not and essentially, my, like, not, not that essential. You could, you could just shut up and deal with it, Dan. My mom also had a, a very real fear of the dentist, which then she, like, put on us. I'm not afraid, but because she was afraid, she was almost afraid to take her kids. Right. Right? So, like, there was, a, like, a little bit of that. Well, as an adult, you're not afraid. I'm sure as, like, nine-year-old stands. You were, picking, you were picking up what your mom was laying down Probably, there. exactly right. Okay. Right? And so, like, I didn't get it fixed until I was, I don't know. I mean, I was working it. I was doing mornings at NCX when I got it done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was, like, decades, decades. dude. This, that, was, that was a long-ass so time. Busted grill. forever not fully smiling in photos. Mm. And I've gotten so used to it that it feels awkward to, like, totally cheese it out. And again, like Fantone said, it goes against what my personality is to do that, too. I feel so fake in that moment. I don't mind photos being taken candidly because we're having fun. Something's happened. Yeah, yeah let's capture yeah, some moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anytime you're, like, kind of forced right there, like, dude, be an animal in this glass box. It, <laughs> it freaks me out. Dude, there was, ow, my, this must have been two years ago at this point. Um, there was this half-ass attempt that we did at a photo shoot, and oh my sweet God, was it I terrible, bro. I forgotten oh, about this. Oh, that was the worst day. The worst day.
I uh, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> that day. was bad, bro. That one that sucked. day was bad when they pretended we were going to care about the staff and we're going <laughs> to no, dude. This is what a ridiculous thing this was. It was like one day out of nowhere, my boss was like, "Yeah, I kind of like you guys. Let's get everybody together. I'm going to hire a photographer. We're going to do real staff photos." Then we come to find out it was his next door neighbor, and it was like, and dude. Meanwhile, dude, those photos were taken three years ago. Nobody's seen Never not seen a single it. one. No hide nor hair of not a single piece of evidence from that day. For all we know, he sold those pictures so we could be, you know what I mean, to make fake IDs for families or for something for all we know. And yeah, dude, what did happen to those? What did happen to the neighbor professional photographer photos thing that happened that day? I remember he made us come back up here at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We had to pretend we cared and wanted to be here. Half the people in those photos don't even work here anymore. Jesus. What a day that was. So that's why I don't smile in pics, or why it's harder for, to get me to smile in pics and show you that it's, it comes from a place of like legitimately training myself for a decade plus of not to do it. Nobody said you look fat, though, right? No. There you go. I'm right? going to walk away with a win. There it is. Walk away with a win. Munch on sports, an interesting radio for you people next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We do have $1,000 to get you hooked up with. What we don't have is Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, and there is something going on with a piece of equipment in our studio. We are going to try to get it figured mm. out. We are going to bump Munch, try to get him next segment for you, obviously, as the draft is tonight. Cavs came back, win in dramatic fashion last night. LeBron's buzzer beater, if you haven't seen it yet, that's available for you at WRQK.com. We are having phone issues getting Munch connected. It's not him. This is totally the Rock 106.9 studio. Rock mother. It totally is. We're going to try to get that figured out. So we're going to bump Munch, hopefully one segment. Hopefully we will get him joining us on the program. Scheduled to do this 7.30. We'll move forward, try to do it now. Is For those of you that maybe might not be uh, paying attention, Kanye West is... Well, according to a lot of people going crazy, and his wife, Kim Kardashian West, is actually, and I thought she brought up excellent points, is Kanye has been tweet he's been going through tweet storms like the last like three days. And he's tweeting all kind of stuff. And he's reiterating his love affair with Donald Trump. And he's, you know, it's kind of talking about how like that side of things is better than the left. And like he's kind of like going all over the board, right? And so now people are freaking out and saying they're are calling him crazy. Now Kim Kardashian saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Just because he's not going along with the normal rhetoric of what rappers say, for you to dismiss him as crazy is irresponsible and probably not the best conversation for mental health. And if we're being honest, she is right. She is right, because nothing he's saying is like lunatic. It just flies in the face of what people think an African-American rapper would think. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think number one that Kanye's past behavior is going to dictate what's happening to him now. And the, the, like anyone else, the cries of crazy are not new to this guy. You no. know what I'm saying? Like it has been, it has been long no. said. It was in 2016 when he had that breakdown. That's what everyone thought was the dude's just lost it. He's gone crazy. And again, I think. Overall, her point is right, is that I think we sometimes as a country go to this too fast. Like, remember, everybody said Dave Chappelle went crazy and Dave Chappelle was like, dude, I didn't go crazy. I I, I went right. Like, I ended up just realizing I needed a break from this. And I think sometimes we are we are too quick as a society to label somebody as crazy or lost your mind just when they think differently from us. And I think this is a great example of that. Now, Jay-Z swears not about this, but he swears that Kanye West is a legit genius. 
swears that he's honestly so visionary and so talented and so good. This is Jay-Z, by the way, that he's like, you got to take the fallout of Kanye to have Kanye. And that when when it's all said and done, we will look back on Kanye the way we do great artists of their time. I don't know if that's true or not. I know Jay-Z, one of the best rappers of all time, says it. Like, I guess when they first met, nobody would listen to Kanye. He was like a, just a producer. And nobody would listen to Kanye. And he was like, no, 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 dude, listen. And in the middle of the, like, this, they were like, yeah, 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 producer, shut up. And in the middle of that, he jumped up, stood on top of the table, and started rapping Jesus. I think it was Jesus Walks before it was ever ready to be released. And that's when Jay was like, oh, dude, this kid is the real deal. At the end of the day, if if, if you're denying his musical genius, you're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, it, it, that's, that's just the truth of it. It's not an opinion thing. I mean, you can, and it's so tough because I know there's so many people that think so negatively him. Prior to this entire thing, yes. there was so many people with such a strong, He's visceral reaction that everyone hated on the guy. I mean, for for some valid reasons, some some invalid reasons, but everyone literally hated on the guy. Um, but. Uh, uh, I, I think genius gets weird because it's like, can I look at you as a genius of music? Yes. And do I necessarily think you're a genius of like general life? Not well, necessarily. I think some people, and I don't know if I'm one of them. I don't think so. I think you and I are more in line with this. But I think some people would argue with you and say, if you're a genius of anything, it means you're a genius. I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree. I mean, I, 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 I mean. How many? No, because you could be a savant of something, right? Right. Like, I mean, it's like I'm not denying his musical talents and and even his visionary and like the ability for him to to. There's so many songs he's made that people don't even know he did the beats to. Like, there's so many countless examples of of the creative talents that he has. That just doesn't mean that you're you know just like just like you can be a genius when it comes to you know. Your profession, you can be a medical genius, but that doesn't mean you're a good rapper. I'll give you a perfect example inside this industry. Bubba the Love Sponge was a genius broadcaster of rock radio, but he's a complete idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. The guy didn't know ecosystem was a word. He thought his program director was making up a word, but he's a genius at like morning rock radio, or he once was. I haven't heard his show in 10 years, so I don't know. But once upon a time, he was the best in the business. And so, it's, yes, it can it can get into that. Now, Chance the Rapper now speaking up on Kanye's behalf. It says, look, dude, rappers don't have to be Democrats. We don't. Which, again, I tip the hat at Chance the Rapper there because he totally is a Democrat. And he totally is on the left side of politics. From They're both from Chicago, by the way. And, you know, th- so they think differently. But, I, dude, I respect Chance for saying, like, like dude, no, maybe Kanye's not crazy. Maybe Kanye just feels differently than I do, thinks differently than I do. I think, I think, I think he was just kind of jumping on board. And I think that's something that really has to be kept in perspective here. What do you mean? Is I think he was just jumping on board like, oh, damn, dude, I can get my name involved in this story, too, if I just tweet something about this. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I 100% do. Oh, but well, that's a shame. Oh, well, because, I would hope not. Because, well, at the end of the day, dude, I think everyone needs to remember, this is Kanye West we're talking about, a self-promotion machine. Not just like, oh, dude, you know, this guy's a rapper and he puts his name out there. This and a genius at it. A self-promotion machine. Yeah, he's good at it. And like, and, and he has projects coming out. He's got the Kid Cudi album coming out. I know he's got another album coming out. I think he has three different things coming out right now. So you- and if you don't see the timing, the coincidence in timing of him putting his name into every headline again, because him and the Trump story had already happened, you know what I mean? Right. So he knows this is something well, he can do to put his not, name out there. Not only j- happened, he had walked it back once. So like, but I disagree. S- well, sorta. 
I don't think it would be crazy to not think some of this is self-promotion. It would be crazy not to say that. But what I think might be happening here, Fantone, is twofold. I think what Kanye may be doing is, yeah, I got a couple of albums coming out. Let's get everybody fired up. Everybody's talking Kanye. That helps the brand, right? No doubt, obviously. But I also think that there's part of him maybe that goes, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to go back and do exactly what I want to do and say these things because what are most people going to think? What are most people going to think, Fantone? They're going to think what you think, which is he doesn't believe any of this. He's just saying it for promotion. And I think there might be a little bit of Kanye behind closed doors that's like, dude, I get to say the truth and not really take a bunch of the heat because everybody's just going to say I went crazy or that I'm doing it for self-promotion and I get to get all this stuff off my chest and I'll feel better. I, um, I think it's been very noteworthy how quickly people turn their opinion on Kanye West one way or the other. Either like people who previously thought Kanye West was like, oh man, that's somebody I really want to hear his opinion on. Now we're like, shut up, Kanye. And people who a week ago, a day ago, 24 hours ago, if I would have asked them, hey, do you care about Kanye West's political opinions? No. And you would have said no, that Kardashian banging, blah, blah, blah. You, dude, right. you would have, you, I mean, you, you, you would have crapped on the guy. It, but, and now he agrees with you and it's like, nope, now, that's my dude right there. That is what people do. It's like, we, we say, ah, celebrities who cares until we, we agree with them and they're like no this is the celebrity try, we all do that try to stop doing that guys yeah try to that makes the conversation better no, when I you're guess consistent he did and i haven't read every tweet over the last few days but i guess he did like throw his hat in the ring for the presidential election next time around i think he just said 2024 is that what he's is yeah, that what, he, what happened now here's the thing guys if you don't think kanye could become president in this country you're not paying attention of course of course of course he can become president now of course how yeah, crazy yeah. is that that is a legitimate crazy. Although, I don't know. Why? Maybe, dude, Kanye could be one of the smartest people we know. We just don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, at this point, because he rapped, like, that's a thing. It's not like it's not like he's done anything that's that egregious past what past president behavior has been. Like, at this point, why not? Well, even if you just said along the lines of celebrity behavior, nothing he's done is even that crazy. I just think it's interesting, though, because, again, people... Our side of the aisle is trying to play this off as he's losing his mind and going crazy. And I do, I agree with Kim Kardashian here a little bit. Where it's like, dude, you got to be careful about that just when people disagree with you. To just dismiss it, like, we would normally, our side of the aisle would never allow that. To just label something as this unfairly until we didn't know because you don't know their struggle and you're, you're, you are you're know what I mean? We're judging it and we're doing all this. But the moment something flies in the face of it, we that's what we want to do. I agree with Kim Kardashian here. I really do. I think that's a little bit dangerous just to be going, he's crazy. Especially when you think about the people that are doing it. This isn't like at the water cooler. These are journalists that are calling him crazy. And it's like, dude, that word... I think we should be, uh, dude, if we're going to parse our words as carefully as we have in this country, if we're going to choose them as carefully as people tell me that we need to via social media, then crazy needs to be on that list of words. It really does. Like, think about what that, that word is. I mean, if I could extend it and go as, as far as to say, like, for people who are struggling with that, is that not as offensive as the R word? I mean, maybe, right? Maybe. Now, I don't want to go that far and neither do you, but you see what I'm saying here. It's like we're choosing these words as carefully and all that's all Kim's saying here. It's like, dude, don't dismiss my husband as crazy just because you disagree with him or he disagrees with you politically. And I think Fantone is right. This is about self-promotion. But beyond that, I think Kanye's like, dude, I get both things here. I get self-promotion and I get to say what I think and nobody can really say much. And they're just going to dismiss it as crazy. And then my album sell a bunch of records and I got things off my chest. I think it's two for two. Your next shot at $1,000. 
is right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. Studio issues have been fixed. We're ready now to talk to our good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports, which, by the way, you can catch Munch on Sports. Weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch. So much to talk to you about today. Let's start with last night's Cavs game. I'm sure you've seen the video comparison. That play that LeBron made to with the game winner last night is eerily similar to Jordan going over top of Elo to win that series. Do you know what? There's two things, though, I want to point out. Okay. A, our inbounder was guarded. If you remember, and if you ever bump into Brad Sellers, who threw the ball to Jordan, he's the mayor of Warrensville Heights, you know, in the Cleveland area, he'll say, never leave the inbounder unguarded. Think about this. Two of the greatest plays in basketball, Sellers to Jordan and the shot, and Grant Hill, the pass in, of course, to beat Kentucky ah, with the, yes. the big shot. He was, not, he was not guarded either. But then something else, too. You know what, bros? Michael Jordan had that little shove-off with the left arm. But other than that, yeah, he went to his spot, LeBron squared his shoulders. This was not, as I would say when I coached, out his derriere. You know what I mean? Right. That was a shot he wanted. That was a shot he got. That was a shot he took. And you know what? We can look back and go, Dan, I'm so glad you said that. I'm sure that's not what LeBron is thinking, okay? But afterwards, he's thinking, dang, Chuck went up for me against Michael. Right. <laughs> I think so, too. It, uh, it might not have been what he was thinking, but it's what he did, man. And just to see it side by side, it was just it, 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 just amazing to watch. And I think if, if nothing else kind of painted the picture of like, guys, I get it on the debate of was it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Was it Kareem? Was it Kobe? Who was it? I mean, I understand the debate. That's what sports are for. But at this moment, fun, yeah. but, but at this moment, let's just breathe it in. Let's just enjoy it while Thank it's in you. front of us. And let's just, you know, appreciate you know, and witness essentially one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, with all that being said about how great that moment was last night, it was still just over the Pacers in the first round of the playoffs. Did that shot last night truly do something to solidify LeBron's legacy, or was it kind of big picture, small potatoes? Oh, no, no, bro, come on. It was, it was both in every way, shape, or form. Because if he is, which I feel today, the greatest player in the game, there's some young kids coming up in a freaking hurry, and there's some... Wiley Betts have still been around. I mean, Durant's pretty damn good. Look what Anthony Davis is doing down in New Orleans. But when you are the greatest player in the game today, I want to say, it may not be fair, you need to make that shot. And he made that shot. So, no, I think it's huge in every way, shape, and form, Matthew. Wow, look at that. I think it's huge, too. I think it, it is. is. I mean, it is. Anytime you make a clutch movement, it, it's, it, it's always going to help your legacy. Before we shift to the NFL draft much, I do want to ask, I'm being asked via Twitter, I want to ask, do you happen to have any update on Andrew Miller? You know what? Tight left hamstring. It's happened to him before. You know what, guys? Again, you can say, come on, it's not that cold out. Well, for baseball, it is. Let's just put it that way. And I know they're paid millions of dollars, but tell your muscles that, okay? And you see the guys out in the bullpen, they're usually stretching before. You're getting loosened up Look at the bullpen, guys. Where are they loosening up? Their arm. So right now I know they're going to check it out today. Damn shame. But if something's going to happen, it's happened to them before, too. Let's get it out of the way early. But, guys, I'll give you a classic case. Get it right? What Cookie Carrasco pitched, he pitched another gem. Well, you go Carrasco, you go Miller and Allen Elling. That's what this team is all about. So, yeah, he's needed 
in a big, big way. But if it's going to happen, now's a good time. Let's just hope it isn't too severe. Yeah, you might not think it's that cold because, honestly, we've dealt with worse. But at the same time, dude, it's just ridiculous. And Tom Hamilton's brought this up numerous times, I feel like, on, on, on the Cleveland uh, Indians Radio Network here, is why are they playing so many home games in April? Like, guess what? It's going to be cold, guys. Like, I don't know if you know if you need Jeff Tancheck or not, but it's going to be cold in Northeast Ohio <laughs> in April. It's ridiculous to me. Do you know what? There's got to be an open bar at the meetings. And in Sandsbury and Fantone, we're going to them Crack when we open. put together the Major League schedule back in the winter. <laughs> I like it. I absolutely like it. We're talking to uh, Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. NFL draft to this evening, Munch. Obviously, we know the Browns got the first and the fourth pick of the draft, so I'm just going to ask you because the names have been floating around. Is there any shot whatsoever they are legitimately thinking about taking Baker Mayfield at number one? There certainly is. Oh. There is no doubt in my mind. Now, he's not Gross. what John Darcy wants, but very, very cool. I got to talk to some folks in Kansas City yesterday who have known John Darcy for a few years. They've known Todd Haley for a few years. He would be something that would leave people scratching or shaking their heads, whatever you want to say, because look at Haley, okay? Now, Alex Smith isn't immunitive, but he had Matt Castle, got a good year out of him. He was thriving with Ben Roethlisberger, loved that quarterback, the elite receiver, the elite running back. But, yeah, there is a chance. But here's what I know, guys. was so cool right now. And you're going to like this. You talk about a down-home guy after playing Leonard Skinner. And by the way, Stan Spearing Fantone, that's for another show. I have some Skinner stories pre-plane oh, crash. Oh, but, right. okay. but, but John Dorsey right now is sitting in his office, feet on his desk. He's got that old brown sweatshirt on. It hasn't been washed for a few days, okay? He's got a chew in his mouth. He's got his spit cup in his one hand thinking, you know what? I've bamboozled the media. i bamboozled the other teams. Uh, the fans, I can't help it. I, I wish I could tell them, but I just can't right now. And he's doing his job. Guys, I'm not playing poker against that guy. Are you? No, probably not. So let me ask you, though, who, yeah. do, who do you think the number one pick is going to be? I believe they're going to take Sam Darnold. Safest pick there is out there. Well-spoken. Uh, you know, you could say, you can look at everybody, okay? Right. Look at the turnovers, this and that. I believe Josh Allen was a smokescreen all along. The thing is this, is that, and don't worry, Saquon Barkley could be brilliant, but they take Donald, Giants will take Barkley, from what I'm hearing. Guys, the more I look at it, and injuries can happen to anyone at any time, to me, the best quarterback coming out in this draft is Josh Rosen. It's the injuries issue. I can look at Donald's turnover issue, but I do believe he's the guy they're going to hand the range to. Yeah, I would hope that Sam Darnold's going to be able to do something about those turnovers where, you know, injuries, concussions, you're not necessarily going no. to be do something about. I mean, that's that's just, right. that's just the nature of the beast right there. I think the Browns have known what they were going to do for a long time, and I think you're right, this smokescreen has been uh, masterfully executed. Um, but you bring up an interesting point, and if Saquon mm. Barkley goes number two, there's plenty of teams that need a quarterback and all of a sudden there's going to be an extra quarterback available out there. And a team's going to, I think be desperate to make a trade for trade it for what, what happens with that fourth pick there, Munch? Bro, you know what? We've had a bad team and you know, I went nuts last year when they traded 12 for two guys. One, I know cannot play in the NFL and one would rather <laughs> dance around after a three yard reception against the ball regularly. Now, can they change that? Yes. So, Oh, dog with a bone. You want to take, take, guys, do you want, okay, let me ask you this. Do you want Deshaun Watson or Najoku and Pepper? That's it. So that's last year. So you know me about trading back. However, these guys I trust, 
And if the Bills, who need a quarterback desperately, there's other teams, too, that, you know, New England could come knocking, although I think they'll be settling for Lamar Jackson later on in the first round. But if somebody comes to you, Bills can give you 12 and, uh, what, uh, 21 or 22, 21. To me, that is not enough. People will say, well, what about next year? Guys, I'm sick and tired of this next year crap, okay? That's why the team is 1-31 and 31 in the last two years. If you want to get another second rounder from them this year, then I would consider that, even though I abhor trading back on a bad team and you need all the best players available. Yeah, I um, there's so many game changers at four you could take. Chubb is going to be good. Uh, I think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be really good. People seem to love Saquon Barkley. I think he's a big pile of buyer beware. I don't think he's a 30-down back in the NFL. Um, his numbers against Ohio State were abysmal bad, and people like to knock Darnold for his numbers against Ohio State, but he still threw for like 356 or whatever it was. Meanwhile, Barkley rushed for 44 yards. It's, I mean, I think Saquon Barkley is a big pile of buyer beware. I also think that the running, I think the running back position's been devalued in the NFL, and I think I can get a running back in the third round where I got like four picks to, to blow and i think you can bro look. am i right or am no, i go right? ahead no am i right or am you i you know what well if you look at kareem hump out of willoughby south last year you're exactly right and there are some you've got two from georgia you got the kid from lsu yeah. again my kareem hunt this year is jones from usc I trust who played you. with donald i mean that could make sense there too because he bailed about a more than one occasion I believe Barkley is going to be more than that. However, I'm trying to think of a running back that took a team to a Super Bowl. Exactly right. So let me ask you this question, Munch, because we've been told one thing, and I'm not sure I buy it. I am in lockstep with you. I believe it's Sam Darnold at number one. So let's we'll fast forward to the end of the tape, and we'll say we take Sam Darnold at number one. Now, this is the Cleveland Browns. Now, I know we got Tyrod Taylor and Drew Stanton. But if we take Darnold, he's on the field next year at some point, right? Not necessarily. Not unless both the first two guys go down. However, even with our revamp line, what's one thing the Cleveland Browns are known for? Hurting quarterbacks yeah. physically. And guess what else? Mentally. They've destroyed young quarterbacks mentally, right. too. Now, unless it's a model late in the season, that's one of the reasons they signed Stanton. Stanton's numbers are unbelievably great off the chart as a backup is that there aren't plans to play him unless there's a blowout late in the game. But then you got to make sure that no one on their team wants to make their mark on your rookie number one quarterback. Right, absolutely right. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. He'll also join us again tomorrow morning post-draft at 7 o'clock on Rock 106.9. Munch, have a great night, man. I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it, brother. Have a great day. Your next shot at $1,000 is 810 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I want to... One more time, thank Mark Munch-Bishop for joining the program. He'll be with us again tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We're going to go backwards a little bit here. Uh, Kanye West, if you haven't been paying attention, has been like on a tweet storm. And there's a lot of arguments here. Like He, he has basically expressed his love affair with Donald Trump yet again. And he was one of the first celebrities out there kind of supporting him when the, f- the whole thing first came about. And then he kind of walked it back as people attacked him, and now he's like back out there again. Now, he does have two albums coming out. 
He's got a couple of projects, and he's a self-promoting genius. So yes, Fantone and I agree that we. I believe that there is a, a that that's essentially why he's doing this. We do disagree a little bit in the fact that I think he is also doing this twofold. That he feels like now I'll say what I want, people will dismiss it as promotion, and I'll be able to get things off my chest that I really do believe. But I do believe that, and I believe he does have this. And apparently, dude, he lost nine million, nine million. Twitter followers because he retweeted something from Donald Trump. Like, I guess Donald Trump like reached back out and was like, yo, homie, thanks for the support or whatever the hell it was or whatever. You know, they're both big on Twitter. Right. And uh, Trump talking like munch now. Yo, homie. How great would that be? <laughs> but he lost 9 million Twitter followers. Um, like, isn't that crazy? Like, I did, there's something a little insane about that. Yo, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... Like, like, we're so soft that because somebody feels differently than we are, we have to, like, unfollow everything from them? I, I, I think this just goes back to what I've often felt about this presidency and kind of the balancing act that all broadcasters have to do with it nowadays, where it's like, dude, there's no victories here anymore. If you say something positively, you're going to lose 9 million viewers. If you say something that can be perceived negatively, you're going to get your cooler shot up. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, and I guess maybe at that point, it's like, well, then just be yourself, because like you're, you're going to lose no matter what, so you might as well lose saying what, saying what you feel. But like... And I think that's what he's doing. I think that's what's happened here. I, 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 when it comes to like, when it comes to Trump stuff, and when it comes to stuff on the show, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. And I know that's like a little bit of like, well, you're just copping out, like you're, you're, you're ignoring stuff. But it's it's the it's the easy way. It's like, well, what what are we doing, man? Yeah. And there are days where I'm guilty of that, where I'm like, dude, we're not going there because I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't, I don't have to fight it. I don't want to have to deal with my inbox and, and the ways. yelling. And yeah, either way, I mean, dude, both sides are absolutely nuts over this guy. Um, the supporters are nuts and the anti-people are nuts and everything. It's it just, it's crazy. And, you know, there, people are also attacking this other woman out here. Her name's Candace Owens. And if you've known about Candace for the last couple of years, which most people haven't, this is nothing she's saying is new. She's been out here saying this stuff. And, you know, and again, she was on the Rubin Report, which again, Dave Rubin gets attacked as alt-right all the time, which I think is crazy. I don't really think he's alt-right at all. I think he's just a guy who's willing to hear everybody out and go, nah, that's kind of nuts and that's kind of nuts, and I kind of see myself in that. I actually like Dave Rubin. I don't think he's right all the time, but I do enjoy his program. And I, uh, and you know, she had said on his show, I just I don't know about abortion. I don't know it. And he gave her credit, and I would too, as you're a conservative person who's willing to say you don't know what the right call on abortion is. And I remember sitting there thinking, watching this very intelligent woman, sitting there to myself going, this is exactly what I've been saying, right? Is that we need people to say, you know, I don't know. That we need more I don't know. That there is so much absolute in this world now, there is so much absolute in our rhetoric and in the way we speak now, that there is absolutely no way that we're that all of us are this staunch in these things, and yet we fight them that way. And it seems very strange to me. I, I'm going to go back to this, too, is I, sometimes I just, I don't even know if people are really fighting this. Like, I, I feel like this is all just being like, all right, this is what you guys are supposed to care about today. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, is anybody really that upset about Yeti? Is anybody really that upset about Kanye West and your real wife? No, I mean, like... Well- I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, nine million people walked away from it. Right, people are blowing up coolers and people are are unfollowing, but, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like real people, 
this is this is what this is. You know what I mean? Like, well, I just feel like it's all fake. Like, yeah, this Kanye thing is going to be a little bit more real than that, and I'll tell you why. It's because conservatives are told that they're racist, and so that when they do find an African American, especially a famous one that uh, that that the the left normally adores is on their side, they are going to be like a dog with a bone with it. And they are going to hit you over the head with it. And it's because they're going to say, and I don't know if they're right or not, but they're going to say, look, doesn't this kind of prove that you guys go to the racist button too fast with us? And let's be honest, leftists, we do. We go to the, you're a conservative, you're a racist too fast. We do. So, so... So one Kanye West outweighs how many other black people? I don't know if it outweighs it. I just think that what it does is highlights the fact that we sometimes suppress this opinion from this group of people. And we do do that. The left does like to eat black conservatives. They love it. They love to eat them for breakfast. And it just kind of happens. And so I think there is going to be a little bit of, because people are asking me this, where's Laura Ingram telling Kanye West to shut up and sing? You're right. Do you think Kanye West is a conservative or do you think that he's a Trump supporter? Because I don't think he's a conservative at all. At all. I, think, I don't know there. I think, I, I think I, he sees the magic of Trump and he wants to like, yeah, dude, like, of course I, I want that. Of course. Like, how can you not want that as a person in his, his I don't view him as a conservative at all. I, I, th- I think you're probably right. Although I'm worried that what we're both doing there is being guilty of not giving Kanye enough credit for being in tune and well aware of what's going on and having a real opinion as a grown up. I think we might be a little too guilty of just dismissing him as a, a, a artist not an adult and i'm not saying like yo kanye west the most liberal dude on the face of the planet but this is the dude who what was it 10 years ago said george bush doesn't care about black people you know what i mean like is that is that none, none of none of his previous before donald trump statements well ma- i don't know if that's that's not a conservative or liberal point of view that's an opinion on a person I guess I, if you were a true conservative, I don't know if you would necessarily look at the president of the United States at the time to it. and say into a camera in a national per- that, 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 this, that this person doesn't care about black people. Isn't that playing the race card? It's playing the race card. There's no denying that. So, I mean, like, that's the whole thing is I just don't. I, I, that's not what this is to me. This isn't like, well, Kanye West is a conservative and do my ideals like line up with him. I, I, I think the dude's just a self-promoter. Like, I, I, dude, and I credit the guy for it. Like, hats off to you, man. I am. Um, I think, you know, as a guy from Chicago, Kanye is, him tweeting out that we had Barack Obama as a president for eight years and nothing in Chicago changed is an accurate statement. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong. And dude, this is, but this is why the left is mad at him today. We don't like this. We loved Barack Obama. We did. And we don't like when anybody is critical over what his presidency was and did. And we definitely don't like the inaction of President Barack Obama being highlighted. Remember what I told you about like the gun marches on Washington? Barack Obama had been president during how many mass shootings and we didn't do it. Why? Because we didn't want to highlight his inaction on the subject. We didn't want to draw attention to it, but now it's because it's somebody else. Now we do want to march on Washington. We do want to draw the attention. Both sides played these things dirty. They both do. And this is what I'm always telling you is like fighting for one side versus the other is crazy because neither one of them are just. Neither one, neither side is just. And that is my problem with my side of the political aisle, is that we try to go out there with these capes on and pretend like we're the more just side. And we're not. Not even close. 
And I think look, I think Kanye West is finally just saying what he does think and does and goes, you know what? People are gonna dismiss this as 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 you know promotion, and I'm gonna get to say what I want. And I think Kim Kardashian's right. I think you need to be real careful about just you know assigning the crazy tag to Kanye. And it all, it does to give me a pretty good insight into how this country does mistreat mental illness, and how we just dismiss it. And we just will assign that tag, mental illness. We will assign that tag to somebody who thinks differently than we do. It's crazy. It's a little weird. It's interesting. I think it's all. I think it's all things. I think Kanye believes what he's saying, but I also thinks he, he thinks most people will not believe he believes it. And so there's going to be freedom in saying what you really believe and not having to hold it. And I think that's what's going on here with Kanye West. Your next shot at $1,000, 810 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 6 9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Get you hooked up with that $1,000 here momentarily. I uh, just read a very disturbing thing. Now, I don't prefer them, but in sometimes when you go into a bathroom, it's your only option. This right. is the air hand dryer. I hate okay. that thing. I'm not a fan. They having to press the button, I stand there, and now I'm like stuck there for like these, you know, extra seconds, and then I walk out of there and I'm like, oh cool, I just blew air all over my hands and they're still damp. Awesome. Yeah, I prefer paper towels. I mean, I do. I understand why some places would rather have a hand dryer because they don't have to deal with like the trash. But if, if you give me an option, I want paper towels. Oh, that, and they say it's better for the environment, like all this stuff, right? But it turns out that all hand dryers do is spread disease. <clears throat> Apparently, researchers from the University of Connecticut did a study. And they found hand dryers actually suck up microscopic particles, including human waste, meaning poop, and then spray them onto unsuspecting people drying their hands. So you see what happens there? It's like the air is like wishing around your right. hands. Your stuff gets stuck back in the machine. And then right. when I press the button, it pumps back out and it gets on me. The poop particles are weird, man. I mean, like, it, it just seems like they're everywhere. But like in the middle of a bathroom, I guess it makes sense. And that air is getting sucked up from in that bathroom. So if you've got like microscopic poop particles floating around in the air, of course, they're going to go through the hand dryer. Of course. 30 seconds under a hand dryer. You will collect 18 to 60 colonies of bacteria. What about the heat, though? That's where I'm thinking that this is, this is what's going to, to deactivate the poop particles there. I think it would have to be hotter than those things are. I think, th- I think heat has to be pretty hot to start burning things off like that. Those things aren't that hot. Otherwise, they'd burn your skin, right? Um, I don't know. I, I would have thought they were, they were warm enough. I mean, that's what you're depending on with your dryer is that it's getting hot enough to, de- to kill the poop particles in your underwear. So like, I would assume in the same general temperature range there. So 30 seconds under a hand dryer, you'll collect 18 to 60 colonies of bacteria, bacteria. Let's compare. You could take a dinner plate from your kitchen, put it in your bathroom for two minutes without hand dryers on and collect only one colony during that time. Meaning, dude, you could take a plate, put it in your bathroom for two minutes. Just being in the bathroom. Yes. Yes. And only one colony of bacteria would happen. When when you press that air button, it is 18 to 60 colonies of bacteria are landing on your hands. I guess 
I, disgusting. I wouldn't necessarily expect, you know, you carry a plate into a bathroom, and unless you put it in the toilet, I don't think it's going to be that gross. But like, I think the bathroom is just a dirty well, room. Right. I'm not making the. I'm not making the statement of like, you know, what you need to do is go start eating sandwiches on the crapper. But like, I know a guy who does that. Eating, eating, eating in the bathroom. Yeah, it's weird. That is terrible. Literally, will eat like a peanut butter and jelly while taking while, while taking a dump. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, Maybe a cup of coffee Saturday morning in my apartment. Maybe. Maybe not likely. Like you won't, dude. You actually, Fantone will leave his coffee cup in the hallway. Yeah. Before you go into the bathroom, I don't carry it in the bathroom with me. No, it's probably a good rule. Though. No, I, I, I think it is. And I mean, once again, it's not like that. I'm like terrified of like germs or anything like that. But it just seems like bad procedure to carry stuff that you're going to put in your mouth. Into the into bathroom. The, into the bathroom. That's there. pretty solid math. I, think I, so. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't. So. I can't argue that away. I hate the hand dryer. Like I said, I, I use it, and then I'm still every time I walk out of a bathroom, I'm still rubbing up and down my jeans to dry my hand. Those things are such a waste. Yeah, unless unless. Even, I hate those. Even even like those fancy ones. I think they're like the Dyson well, ones, you where it's stick like the your hands in it, and that will fool the idiot consumer into thinking this is better, where it's not. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty decent. I feel like about washing my hands when I leave the restroom, but I'm really bad about touching. Like, because I do, I always wipe my hands off on like my jeans. So there's often times where I'm like, well, doesn't I mean, like, what what, what am I even doing here? Why am I doing this? The audience wants clarification, as they said, dude. What the yeah. hell is Fantone talking about? We don't just use heat to kill off poop particles. We use soap, and that's a part of the washing and the drying of the cycle. Yeah, but I was going to, I think, I mean, I, I, I think that when it comes to, like, sanitizing your laundry, I don't think that, like, the soap's necessarily going to do a strong enough job. I think there's much more dependency on the, on the drying aspect Well, there's the it. reason why the tumble is not just tumble to dry it, but it's also heat-related. Heat, yeah. yeah, there is I a mean, reason, but yes, he's not wrong. You would not just, like, take a, you know, a soiled piece of underwear and, and throw just, it in the dryer and, and have it be fine. And, and then no. have it be clean. There's you know like, what I mean? Just like, just like with your dishes, there's the washing and then there's the sanitizing of of it like there's you know there's the okay you're washing it within the washing right. machine the dryer part of, of killing the germs no, the there. heat does equal clean yeah I, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to say soap is pointless men are too guilty of that of like just taking something off their like bath or like hit a bedroom floor and like oh I wore it six times but if I just put it in the dryer it's clean we're a little too guilty of that but dude I hate that dude down with the hand dryer I'm not a fan I think it's just like a walking of like through the emotion spinning our wheels okay it doesn't do anything and I end up just Having to dry my hands on my jeans. I, uh, I we've had this with this issue in our building before, where they didn't, they weren't supplying us with soap in the bathroom. Much better now. Uh, much better now. Dude, much better. Sintas or whatever. Sintas. Yeah. They came and they uh, they handled a lot of business. Dude, for the us. soap is amazing. The paper towel, dude. And here's the real one. Dude, that toilet paper they bring now, yeah. like, I might go back to stealing toilet paper <laughs> from work again now because it's standard size rolls versus that industrial one-ply, here's a, you know, car tire size toilet paper roll. It's like back to regular ones. Dude, I'm Good going stuff. with the theft. I don't care, dude. I heart, you can find out. I'll tell you to your face. I'm stealing toilet paper from you. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys want to renegotiate a contract time. You get to keep your toilet paper. I get to make a little bit more money. Everybody wins. We'll find out, I guess. Hand dryers are disgusting. Stop using those. Here's $1,000 from Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about hand dryers. How they pretty much just spread poop particles around. They don't really uh, do much for you. And Fantone was kind of pointing out, well, look, dude, heat helps does make things clean. That's mm -hmm. how you help sanitize. And people are asking me this question. So what about people that like wash their clothes and then hang dry them? They're, those clothes are then dirty. And I would say that they're 
not dirtier. They're not dirty, but they're not as clean as they could been had you given them industrial heat. Now, I, I, I'm glad this all got brought up because, of course, I wanted to do a little bit of research on this. And it turns out that a vast majority of washing machines are not enough to kill like bacteria and viruses that are in your clothes. It's the dryer that does that. Unless you're using a, a, a clothesline outside because then the sunlight will be true to the heart, the best disinfectant. If you're hanging your clothes up in your basement then yeah, you probably are dealing with some poop particles still on your clothes there. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody sent me a message and is like, well, what about your girlfriend's like hair dryer at home? And at that point, it's just a poop gun, right? Right? She's got that thing fired up, that con air thing that she's got going on. Just blowing poop everywhere. Well, then like a hair straightener is like a poop stick. <laughs> How many different things can we find, ladies, just like feces filled running through their hair? Oh, dude, I'm such a hair guy, too. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things about women. Run your fingers through those hair. Look at them. Smell them. What is that? <laughs> Just a big old weave of turds. Weave of poop. It's poop gross. Weave. That's disgusting. So I got to ask this question again about being dirty and, uh, you know, bathrooms and like the, and the dirtiness that comes in them. Yeah. And the guy said to me, he goes, what about people that brush their teeth in a public bathroom? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I will brush my teeth in this restroom here. Now. This is by no means protecting me. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. Here's the stands, <laughs> the foolproof Sansbury system. What do we got? The justification. All right, what do we got here? All right, is that if the bathroom I use in this building, you walk into it and there's like a foyer section with the, just the sinks and the mirrors and all that. Then you walk around the corner, then there's the urinals, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the stall from there, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a wall in between like you and like the corner. So in my mind, I'm like, nah, nothing's getting past the wall, nope, though. Nope, nope. Build that wall, baby. That's what we need to do. Get that thing built no, up. Dude, make indoor plumbing great again. Um, that's the thing. No, that wall is not is not enough for you there. Because you got to think like, well, number one, first and foremost, not only is it like, well, in your bathroom, it's you and whoever lives there is going to be your poop particles. But you know who works here and everyone okay. that works here. And like, dude, everyone's poop particles floating around this bad boy. Dude, Corey won't let this down. Okay. Like, he won't let it go. Okay. All right. So Corey, you're now responding back to me, said, guys, most delicates call for no or low heat for for the dryer okay that is for care of fabric you think they care if, if you have if, yeah. if, if it's completely sanitized when you put it back on absolutely not they are not giving you the care to get it the cleanest they are giving you the care for longest run of fabric use right they don't care that's that makes a difference they, there here's why they you know why most places that sell you clothes wouldn't want you using heat because it wears out your clothes faster because it is getting them that much cleaner and they don't want you to think that the clothes are made poorly so don't put it in the dryer that's why that is uh, Charles Gerber a professor of microbiology at the University of Arizona has done extensive research on the germs that fester inside of our washing machines. Quoted, if you wash a load of just underwear, there will be about 100 million E. coli in the wash water, and they can be transmitted to your next load of laundry. That's about a tenth of a gram of poop in the average pair of underwear. Okay, let me tell you why I hate hearing this right now. Just poop poop water floating around in Dude, it. Dude, no, honestly, I want to get sick in here right now, and here's why. Okay. <laughs> I got to move, dude. Like, I have got to move today. Like, today. Okay. I can't, unfortunately. Um, But, God, I hate being poor. <laughs> I just, dude, it, being poor sucks, dude. It's the worst. $700 worth of golf clubs. Best decision of my life, Fanto. Damn it, I'm poor. <laughs> 
Yeah, you <laughs> listeners with your memory, I, uh, you know, you can all go to hell. Too. Okay. All right. So, no, so what, what's going on? Why you got because I pay people to do my laundry for me, mm-hmm. but those are being done in public washing machines. Mm-hmm. And so, dude, I got all of Canton's poop yep. all over me. And I mean, let's be real, dude. We're talking West Tusk poop right there, dude. We're not talking like North Canton poop, Jackson Township poop. If that was the case, dude, that's good poop to be around. <laughs> We're talking about West Tusk, baby. I don't, oh I don't know God. about that. You've walked out West Tusk. You've seen it. Exactly right. I mean, maybe <laughs> Alliance poop is worse. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe Young sounds like hold my beer like in the back. But dude, I don't know. Yeah, man, you're right, dude. I um, I I, I it, and my shirt's brown today. At, at the end of the day, I mean, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't wash your hands or don't wash your clothes or don't try to sanitize things in your life. But like, this is just one of the like things that we all have to deal with. And like, you have to think 200 years ago, poop particles floating around in the air. 50 years ago, poop particles floating around in the air. We're going to be fine. Like, I know it sounds gross and it sounds disgusting, but like it, this is, this is how humans are. Well, it's also how evolution works. Your body comes into contact with things. It learns how to stave things off that way. It's not, you know what I mean? You're not going to pick up a turd out of the backyard and chew it, (laughs) but it's like, there's a little bit of, oh God. What are we doing, man? We should have prepped something. I don't know what we were doing this morning. No, I deserve more money. <laughs> That's a thought that runs through my mind like multiple times a day. And then I hear myself talking. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm an idiot. I can't even believe they let me in here. Oh, my God. All right. Um, there's some problems from Twitter for one of these kids that's uh, being considered for the first pick of the draft, Josh Allen. He sent out some tweets a few years ago. They are unfavorable. They are, they are things that you should not write down and send out to the world. Uh, we'll look at those, and also I do want to take a look at ahead at tomorrow as Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships will be in that event. Operation Reaching the Summit will be Saturday night. We'll also get you hooked up with tickets for that event. That'll all be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK. Com. Tomorrow night, you can join Fantone at Jay Dublin's. He'll be there at 6 o'clock for the official weigh-ins for Operation Reaching the Summit. Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championship will be in the studio with us tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We'll uh, obviously be passing some tickets out for that event. We're actually going to do a set here momentarily. And Josh, rock and roller. He will be there. He will be there Saturday night. And Josh, rock and roller. Yes, we're going to get Jeremy to do Josh, rock and roller live in the studio tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Of course. And, uh... Obviously, Fantone and I will both be there Saturday night. I can't wait. Very excited. Um, things get underway at 3 o'clock when it comes to Operation Reaching the Summit because, dude, this is an action-packed day. Like, you can't beat the value for this ticket. Um, they're available at honorfightingchampionship.com. Get yourself some. But I know 3 o'clock, it's going to all get started with Ohio Championship Wrestling, Midget Championship Wrestling, followed by the Buck Naked Band, and uh, the main event, MMA Action from Honor Fighting Championship. 7 o'clock is when that all gets underway. Uh, and this will be inside, by the way. I've had people ask me, like, you're at Summit County Fairgrounds. It's going to be inside, outside, inside. It's going to be in one of the buildings. Never there. even thought of that. going to be in one of the buildings. Oh, that'll there. be cool. So, so I, can't, I can't wait for that event. I love MMA. Yeah, can't wait. Very exciting, dude. And uh, there's just something fun about it, dude. Like, like, like MMA fights live. There's just something. Oh, it's great. It's something that's so brutal about, like, watching dudes just trying to end each other. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite things ever. So Adam Schefter now tweeting out that owners and coaches around the league believe that the Cleveland Browns are going to take Baker Mayfield at number one. 
which makes me want to get sick. Like it does. It makes me want to get sick. Okay. Now, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a pretty good pro quarterback. I don't think he's going to be great. He's not going to be a world beater. Um, but I think he's going to be better. I think This is what I'll say. I think Baker Mayfield will be a better pro quarterback than the people comparing him to Johnny Manziel think he will be. Okay? I don't think there's an exact comparison to Manziel. There are a few personality issues that ring the same kind of alarm. But overall, I think we might be dealing with a guy who's more put together than Johnny was. I, I see how... I see how people came to that conclusion. It does I just, feel easy, though. I just, I just don't agree with the conclusion. Yeah. I, I, I see how you got there, though. I just don't want love him at one. I also think he's a quarterback that you could get without taking him one. I don't think there's any danger of anybody moving up to take Baker Mayfield away from you at four. Yeah, but if that's your guy and that's the guy you believe in, you have to use it. Well, you have to use one for it. You can't bet on like, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, nobody moves forward, nobody grabs this from us. If you think that's the dude as an organization, yeah. you got you got to get it. He does not feel like a John Dorsey pick to me, but. What do I know? I mean, I don't know that. I'm just going off of what I've seen him draft in other places. You know what I mean? But there's no... It's not, it's not like I have his his system down to a scientific method. I mean, I just... I don't see Baker Mayfield being number one. Like, these people who want Baker Mayfield at one and Saquon Barkley at four, like, legitimately, dude, I think you need to have your goddamn head examined. I do. I think you're nuts. I think, honestly, do you have fallen off something tall. I think it's great. Mayfield at one, Barkley at four, I think it's a huge mistake massive like maybe the biggest draft day mistake the browns have made outside of missing on carson wentz i don't know they made some pretty bad ones too Trent richardson was awful um what would Dude, make I think you Saquon barkley's going to go the road of uh, he'll be better than trent richardson yeah but I, I was but, gonna say i disagree that but i think you're going i do i don't think Saquon barkley is going to be this world beater of a running back people think i don't what what is going to irritate you more as a browns fan um, using the first pick to grab Baker Mayfield or trading the fourth pick for the 12th and the 22nd pick? Taking the first pick to, to, to Baker take Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the mistake. Then. Yeah, that's okay. the bigger of the two mistakes. Okay. That is the bigger of the two mistakes. I, 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 I definitely make room for the fact that, like, yo, everybody involved in that, in that war room right now knows football better than me, which is why I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But how Browns does this feel to you right now, bro? Like how, like, how, like, uh, like, so, 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 so since the Browns lost that last game of the season, all it's been, it feels like is like positive. Like things are going right, dude. We got the right GM in place and now. Here we, are. we got the right GM in place now. Right. Okay. We made some, 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 you know, we picked up some dudes in the off season. We've got some, you know, some wide receivers coming in. We've got some talent here. Everything looks good. First pick, fourth pick. Everything's great, right? Even Rosen fans, Josh Rosen out of UCLA, even Rosen supporters will tell you that Sam Darnold is the more can't-miss pick. So if that's the case, what am I entertaining the idea of Baker Mayfield for? What what are you looking for, though? Are you looking for somebody who comes in the most prepared today? Are you looking for somebody with the most potential? This, are you looking I, I at, where, the, Where's the answer? I saw this yesterday. If you're not playing them the first year, then why is it them being pro-ready now so important? What do you mean? Because we're the Cleveland Browns, and two years ago, we had to use six quarterbacks. That's why. That's why. Because you don't know what's going to happen. So give me the kid who's ready to play right now. You think, dude, guys, it's Tyrod Taylor, by the way. That's who it is. And think about what's happening today. 
You got two quarterbacks that we picked up this offseason, and what are we still all doing? Waiting for the next quarterback we draft. That's why you go get me the kid who can play today. That's why I don't like Josh Allen, because he's a two-year project. We're going to do, mark my words, the rookie quarterback we draft is on the field this year before the Browns are telling you it's going to happen. You got to know that. I told, Remember I told you Deshaun Kaiser would be on the field when they told you he wouldn't, and sure enough, Kaiser was on the field. I really hope you're wrong, dude. I really, really, really hope you're wrong. I don't know if I think you are, though. I, I, just, I just don't feel like it, I, I, There are too many variables over a 16-17 week season that where your rookie may have to end up playing. Um, this is just what I'm seeing from ProFootballTalk.com right now, uh, updated about an hour ago. Uh, both the Browns and the Broncos ready to move down from the fourth and fifth pick. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know. Twitter telling me that they think Jimmy has his fingers in, in this too much, and he likes the sizzle of Mayfield. And I can't, I mean, yes, I could see a guy getting whipped up into that. Jim loves some sizzle right he there. Does. Sizzle and Jim, I think is what they call him down in Tennessee, baby. A little bit of sizzle. I, 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 and dude, you may be right on that. But honestly, dude, I think Mayfield at one is crazy. I honestly think Baker Mayfield's there at 15. Like, I think he's down there. Dude, guys, dude, people are going to tell me I'm crazy today. Dude, you know how many big quarterbacks, big college quarterbacks fell in the draft? Manziel went at 22. The, the world had him as a world. He beat Alabama. And he fell to 22. Where did Brady Quinn go? He played at Notre Dame. Dude, these big, dude, sometimes these big quarterbacks fall. I think, dude, there's a chance Baker Mayfield might be a second round quarterback. Second ah, round. There's a chance of it. I'm telling I think you, there's I, enough teams I'm that are, telling you right now, teams are out there right now would rather have Lamar Jackson than Baker Mayfield. I think there's plenty of teams out there that are desperate for, for their quarterback and are going to take a swing. And that's why it's interesting to see with that fourth pick. And, you know, it seems like an hour ago we talked to Munch and I was like, okay, I think I know how this is all going to unfold Not right even now. close now. Not even close. But that's the thing is I think this continues to be smokescreen. But, here, but, but, but the Browns have the first draft pick, so why are they smokescreening, right? I mean, like, you got the pick. What do you got? What do you got to play? Play around. Are you for? trying to lure a team into giving you something that they don't want to for the pick because you because you think you can do something else? I guess you have the value of that fourth pick, and that's what you do with the first changes the value of the fourth. So I guess I can see why uh, this smokescreen exists. But like, I don't know if, if this. I, I mean, I, I, it, to me, it's just I hope they have their decision made. I hope they're not sitting here like you and I would be like, well, I don't know, dude, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but did you see these Josh Allen tweets? Yeah, but, dude, look at the interceptions over here. I hope they have their goddamn minds made up. Which, by the way, the Josh Allen tweets are not great. They're from when he was in high school. From what I'm reading, he uses the N-word in a couple of times. He's talking about his friends, about how they don't want to like face him in ping pong or pong or whatever the hell, at a beer pong, I think probably it was. Okay. And... It's like one of those things, and it's it's enough for me to raise an eyebrow. It would not be enough for me not to draft a kid I wanted. I, I think you got to understand that white kids who are caught up in the hip-hop culture are going to use this word with their friends and call each other that, even though it's horrible and you should not, and it's the wrong call, it's the wrong look. It would not be enough to move me off Josh Allen if he was my guy. It, I'm being told from Twitter there's no way Baker Mayfield goes in the second round. Ultimately, I do agree with you. I think he will get picked in the first round. I'm telling you, I think he's the second-round quarterback, though. I think if there were not teams being this desperate, I don't think Baker Mayfield goes in the first round. I really don't. 
I really don't see it. I don't see it. People are going to give me a completion percentage. They're going to show me this. They're going to show me. Fine. It's all fine. You know how many guys that's true of that on Sunday they can't do it? Most. The answer, guys, is most. Most quarterbacks bust. Most. It's just the nature of the business. There's only 32 teams. I don't do Baker Mayfield is not a number one pick. He's just not. I don't think he's the face of the franchise. I don't think he's the guy you want to put everything on their shoulders. I just think that, dude, he crumbles underneath the weight of it. Now, I could be massively wrong. It is my job to speculate. Worth noting, too, the Browns are going to be the team on Hard Knocks this year, and I know that seems like a silly oh, thing to Baker weigh Mayfield in. Baker on Hard Knocks is a, is a dumb idea. It seems like a silly thing to like factor into your decision, but like if you're going to be doing that, you don't want that dude. You don't want that guy that's no. been shown to be making bad decisions. and like Show me Sam Darnold in the film room till midnight, and that's who that kid is. First one in, last one out, breathes football, has no other interests but football, and that's the guy I want at quarterback. Everybody else on the team could be a mess. I want my quarterback buttoned up and ready to go, and that's what Sam Darnold is. Baker Mayfield, a little bit of a loose cannon, and I don't like it at quarterback. It scares me at quarterback. It's not what I want. You are a leader, and everything else comes from top down, and I need you to be buttoned up. You need to be the biggest professional in the room, and I believe Sam Darnold delivers you that. I think Baker Mayfield all day is a second-round talent. All day. All day. He'll go in the first round, but I, I'm going to tell you what. I'll make a prediction. Lamar Jackson, go. if the Browns do not take Baker Mayfield at one, Lamar Jackson is off the board before Baker Mayfield. You heard it here first. More Sansbury Show and a shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. Do you have plans for the draft? What are you doing for it? I do not know what I'm doing for the draft tonight. I know my girlfriend's going to be gone, oh. so I don't know what I'm going to do. What time does it start? Is I have no idea. 8 o'clock start? probably 8. That's, dude, the good thing is it'll be over quick for us. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sticking up to watch the whole first round. One and round. four and I'm done. Yeah, by the time we get to five, I'm out on it. Well, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll probably watch the first, like, 20 picks. But, like, once we I, – I, and I'm done after that. But I think, actually, dude, my buddy's working tonight, and I think I'm going to head over to Fatheads and watch it. Okay. Yeah, okay. sit at the bar. It might be my first time there. I've had – I've had I've been to the one in Cleveland a million times. Yeah, but it'll be my first one time down here. People are like are down on me on my, on my prediction on the draft. They I just feel like no matter what happens, you're going to hate it. That's not true at all. I, I'm I'm not going to hate it at all. I will be, and I won't. See, let me clear this up. I don't hate the idea of Baker Mayfield. I just don't think he is the best pick to make. I will be weary of Baker Mayfield, but I will support it and be optimistic and be like, dude, let's maybe I'm wrong. Let's hope I'm wrong, and maybe it's going to be the thing. But if they take Sam Darnold at number, even if they take Barkley at four if he's available, which I don't think you should do. I think that's making Saquon Barkley way too expensive. He's not a 30-down guy. I don't know what we're thinking there. But if, if, but if they get Darnold and they go Barkley, I'm still okay. I just want the quarterback this year. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there, where the quarterback is absolutely 100% essential for success here. I don't know if you're going to get the quarterback that's going to be successful, but there has to be one at one. There has to be one at one. Um, I don't know, though, dude. I mean, like, I really have... I, I, as a Browns pessimist, I've really tried to give this new regime a a, a, a shot at it, and I've, I've been you know pleasantly surprised by some of the things that they've done. But, dude, if they come out... And it is Baker Mayfield at one, 
and they trade down that four for twelve and twenty one or twenty two or whatever. It feels ho hum. Oh, dude, I'm going. To, I'm, I'm. I'm going to be. I'm going to be very critical of that. I am because, like, I get it. I like I said, I don't know football as well as as, as Dorsey does, but at the same time, I'm going to have an opinion on this, and that feels like a big old mistake to me. So, I, I, and and forgive me for. Even though I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, forgive me for not having much faith in the Browns organization, whether it's a new regime or not. I've seen enough regimes to know. I was going to say, more than a couple of regimes have screwed this up since 1999. So, I mean, come on. And it's frustrating, too, because like I said, there's been that optimism. There's been that sense of like, wait a second. Is this going right? Is is this okay? But Baker Mayfield at one just does not feel okay to me. It doesn't. No, Baker Mayfield at one feels like an overcorrection. Like, we kind of screwed this up, so let's try to think outside the box, man. We'll, we're, and, dude, this is what people always say. He's a gamer, man. He's a gamer. Manziel was a gamer. Gamer in college means absolutely nothing. Most college quarterbacks that, that blow the doors off can't play in the pros. Gamer means nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And the same people who tell me, well, Ohio State beat up Sam Darnold, still wants Saquon Barkley to go number one. 44 yards on 21 carries, bro. 44. Fantone could have done that. I don't know about that, dude. I'm going to tell you right now. Could have done it. Probably couldn't have done that. Um, I, I, was watching, uh, I was watching your boy yesterday, um, uh, Colin, Colin Coward, and uh, he was bringing up the point of, at this point in the NFL, it's really not a mystery of how you get to be an elite quarterback between guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. These guys have all laid the groundwork. They've they've laid the groundwork out there for you. And who most reminds you of that? Who is going to be most capable of stepping up and and, and, and filling those shoes? And Sam Darnold seems like the guy to me too. So like from that logic, it's like, well, I just, I, I, I think, and I was, I was wrong on the Carson Wentz thing. They should have done it. I was like, why are we going to take a $25 million quarterback when the rest of the team's a disaster? I was wrong. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. They should have done it. And I feel like that's why Josh Allen is in the mix. Because he kind of feels like this year's Carson Wentz. Like, team, don't get scooped. Don't miss Wentz. Don't miss Wentz. I'll tell you what Baker Mayfield kind of reminds me of. Is, I already forget the kid's name. Dallas is quarterback now. That young kid. Baker Mayfield kind of feels like that to me. Don't miss Dak Shepard. Yeah, or not Shepard. Dak um, um, Prescott. Pr- Dak Prescott. Don't miss Dak Prescott. Don't miss him. And I feel like that's why Baker Mayfield's in the mix. Don't miss this year's Dak, where it's like, well, dude, if you don't have Dallas's offensive line and you don't have, you know what I mean? Like, is Dak Dak? I don't know. Probably not. But like. That's what Baker you, feels like to me. You can't wait for the perfect to, to create the good. You know That's what I mean? True. You ha- you got to do it. something. You got you got you got to move the ball. But but there's another quarterback that fits the bill down. This is what this is all I'm saying. There are teams who I think can successfully think outside the box at the most important position in the sport. I don't think the Browns are there right now. So get me the kid who checks most of the boxes. Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen checked most of the boxes. Now, I've been a Darnold guy forever. Rosen's moving up my board. I think he's going to be pretty good. The injury issues would scare me a little. I am just looking to cover my bets there and the fact that I could be wrong. But my gut has told me Darnold from the beginning. My gut told me we were going to be abysmal last year when you guys all told me we were going 8-8. Eight and eight, Or 10-6 and six is what you guys tried to tell me last year. 10-6 and six is what you guys tried to tell me that was going to happen last year. And I'll say it again. 
because I've said it a thousand times and apparently nobody's heard it. I told you when the season started last year, there's no way you go from using six quarterbacks to winning six games. And I will maintain again that there's no way you go 0-16 and then gamble the franchise on Baker Mayfield. I don't see it. Go get me the kid that checks all of the boxes. Sam Darnold checks them all up and down. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Screen set for LeBron James. Going to work. Fires leaning. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 here. The uh, game winner from LeBron last night. Game six, I believe. Back in Indiana. That will be tomorrow evening. Fred McLeod losing his freaking mind right there, dude. It was a great play. It was a great play. Very eerily similar to uh, Jordan shot over Elo. If you haven't seen that, it's available for you. WRQK.com. Another reminder, Fantone will be out tomorrow night. Jay Dublin's Akron, 6 o'clock for the official weigh-ins for the Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit, which will be at the Summit County Fairgrounds Saturday night. We'll both be in attendance for that. I cannot wait. Hard to believe that's already here, man. Operation Reaching the Summit. Um, I know there are some sections that are sold out, uh, but tickets still available. Don't drag your feet for too long, though. HonorFightingChampionship.com We'll have Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships on the air with us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. He will be in the studio with us. Looking forward to that. We'll get him to do Josh Rock and Roller Live. Big Josh Rock and Roller. Yeah, we'll have him, we'll have him do that. Um, we've seen a couple of plane crashes recently. Okay. And so it's got people thinking that what is what what we're ripe for now is a rethink in in-flight safety training. Okay. And it really is alarming when you really stop and think about the fact that when you're on a flight and they're telling you what to do if this thing should crash, you don't pay attention at all. Yeah, not at all. Which is hysterical when you think about the fact of what's happening. You were being lifted off the ground, taken, what, 30,000 feet in the air in a soda can and f- flown to the other side of the country. The potential for danger is, is, is a, dude, it's there. I think what's even more terrifying to me is I'm not paying attention but like now I'm depending on another person to pay attention, to be sitting in that aisle where he can open up the door and do it. That's why I try to sit in those aisles, dude. I want the aisle where I'm right by the door because I have faith in myself that, like, dude, you'll do something. If if you just leave it to John Q. Public, he's going to be an idiot. He's going to be not paying attention during the flight training seminar or whatever it is, and we're all going to end up dying because of it. The amount of people that sit in that row that are not prepared for it and know it and don't say anything because yeah. it's, uh, it's a little bit more spacious, right. I think would blow us all over. Yeah, and then it would be inconvenient to be like, dude, and it'd be a little bit embarrassing, too, to be like, dude, I don't know. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. I'm a freezer. You yeah. know what I mean? If it, it, yeah. It's not something you necessarily want to tell people. How does people? anybody want to admit that to, uh, about themselves? They're exactly right. So they're talking about redoing this. Okay. And what they want to do is they want to force us all to watch in-flight instruction videos versus like the, um, they're not stewardesses anymore, flight attendant 
Whereas, so instead of like looking at the flight attendant, you will then watch a video in the TV in the headrest, which not all planes have, so I don't know how they're going to do that now. But what they want to do is they want to extensively show you a video that goes into further explanation as to why you're being told these things and what the possibilities of can happen. Now, I would agree that giving more people more information might cause them to think about it more. However... Do you really want to be shown horrific images of what can happen via a flight while you're on the flight? I'm sure they'll make the, you know their video knowing that. But at the same time, isn't that kind of what you need? Is like, yo, idiot, this isn't just like, hey, it's magic and we just go up in the sky and come down in, in L.A. In, in three hours. It's not magic. You have a responsibility by being a member of, you know, of, of, of being, being somebody that's on this plane right here. And maybe a little bit of like, yo, wake up and realize this because like when you go to like when you go to DUI school, what do they do? They show you a bunch of dead bodies over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. ah, we got to clean all this mess up off the ground. Look at all these splattered faces. Yeah, that is true. They so, do do that. So like, I think a little bit of a little bit of like, hey, this is real. This isn't just like I think you have the potential of inducing a little bit of panic here. But I'm not sure that that's a good enough reason not to make sure we're all more readily, you know, able to handle a what is going to be a horrific situation. Because I think about that sometimes when I'm watching that idiot like fold their arms and here and there's and this and this. And I think to myself, I'm not watching this even a little like I'm seeing it, but I'm not paying attention and watching it. And yet the potential for this thing to go sideways is everywhere. Now, I guess at the end of the day, you're probably just not going to pay attention to the video either. You know what I'm saying? So, like, does it really matter? But, like, if this is how they feel that they can get the information out there best, and if showing that video even gives them a little bit of, like, because I think a part of what this is, too, is that, like, well, with so many effed up things that airlines have done recently and people's dogs and dragging them off the planes and whatever. Um, they're trying to give themselves a little bit of like, hey, we told people you have to watch this video. We can't be sued. A little bit of like, no, we're not liable here. Well, there's that. And I honestly, I think here's the big one is that I think what's happening now is airlines understand that. What do you want? You want a cheap flight more than you want anything else. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you did to that guy. I don't care whose dog died. Just right. sell it for me for 250 instead of $400. So how do companies save money? And how do they make things cheaper? By getting rid of the people who work there. Ew. So if you start showing, what do you really right. need a flight attendant for? What yeah. do you really need it for? I mean, dude, you can Most of them don't it. do food, food service nope. anymore. Most of them don't do. So what are you going to do? Uh, you don't get your ginger ale? Fine. Fine. If you're saving 150 bucks, I, eh, what I do mean, I care? Dude, how many of them are on that flight? Four to six of them every time you fly anywhere, there's like four to five flight attendants. If every flight in the country has that and an airline goes, okay, well, we'll just video it and you know what I mean? And you're the new, welcome to the technology replacing you. Guess what's going to happen? Your flight prices are going to come down. So of course America's going to love that. Yeah, it's probably going to be Ryan Seacrest hosting the video. Like, hey, it's Ryan is, Seacrest here this, taking everyone's job. This is what I will always say to you. The moment anybody is selling safety to you, you need to stop and realize what they're doing is selling you on convenience for them and it gets cheaper for them and the American worker is getting screwed. Anytime convenience is sold to you or safety is sold to you, the American worker getting screwed over in the long run. Your opportunity at Honor Fighting Championship tickets for Operation Reaching the Summit is next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kids. Rock Station. Rock 106.69.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will get you hooked up with another $1,000 here. Coming up at 1010 this morning, we'll have a pair of tickets for the Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit. We'll pass those out here momentarily. The NFL Draft is tonight. I believe it's 8 o'clock start time. Um, I'm going to head up to Fatheads and check out the first round of the NFL Draft. It'll be my first time there at the Canton location. Looking forward to that. The food is uh, phenomenal at the other locations. I'm going to imagine that holds true here. I've heard nothing but good things, dude. Just just glowing reviews of that place. So a buddy of mine's behind the bar tonight, and I was like, I already sent him a text yesterday. He was like, dude, send me a seat at the bar. I kind of want to get in on that. So I'm going to go there tonight and watch it. Uh, Phantom doesn't know what his plans are as of yet. So let's get them in cement now, okay. though. Let's get them cemented, and uh, that way the audience can hold us to them tomorrow morning as they love. There's nothing an audience loves more than when proving when the hosts are wrong. What are your predictions for both the number one and the number four pick? Um, I don't know if I'm going to say this is my prediction, but my hope um, is Sam Darnold at one, uh, Bradley Chubb at number four right there. Just I feel like adding another quarterback eater into the mix is a really good idea for the Browns, so that's my hopes. My prediction? Oh, God. Baker Mayfield at one. Oh, my God. And trade the four. That's my wow. prediction. Baker Mayfield at one, trade wow. the four. So Canto you to- pulled up a video during the break that had, uh, it was Colin Coward. Yeah. And he said, the Browns are now down to Mayfield and Allen, and the next sentence out of his mouth is, they're going to butcher this. <laughs> and he's right. He, if, if that's what they do, they are going to butcher it. Yeah. I believe that. And so my prediction, what I want is Sam Darnold, Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay. That's what Stansberry wants. Okay. Okay. What you are going to get tonight, I believe, is Sam Darnold at one, and it'll be Bradley Chubb at four. I do okay. believe it'll be Chubb at four. All right, I like it. I think they would take Barkley at four if he were there. I don't think Barkley will be there at four. I think there are going to be teams. I think the Giants have said, look, if Darnold's not on the board, we want him. And so I think, I don't think, if Barkley's there at four, I think the Browns do that. But my official prediction is Darnold won, Chubb at four. So we'll find like out it. tomorrow morning whether or not either one of us were right on that. And again, tomorrow's star-studded program. You got Munch at 7. Then yeah. you got Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 a.m. Nice. tomorrow. And then we'll have John, uh, Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. He'll be in the studio 9 a.m. tomorrow. Quick show tomorrow. Big Josh Rock and Roller. Yeah, I don't know why we're not big enough to get Josh Rock and Roller on the program. I don't know why. I don't know why we weren't able to get that done. But right. we, we will talk to uh, Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. That will be tomorrow at 9. We do have some tickets for yeah. that event. Let's, Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 30 one 800 Two four three seven six two five. On those side from that, we are done. Teresa, however, has your next shot at a thousand dollars at ten ten this morning on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock One Hundred Six